Hi, welcome to The School Run. I'm Jane. And I'm Liv. And we are going to share with you the best conversations we have on our school run. We will invite guests and debate topics that affect and resonate with every generation. We all remember our own school run. So maybe have a think about yours. What do you remember? Hello and welcome to another episode of the School Run Podcast. I've got a co-host here who's absolutely in stitches laughing, but we'll let her tell you what she's laughing about in one second. Every day is a school day and isn't it wonderful that we've got this podcast platform on which to share our day-to-day chats, wisdom with guests and hopefully bring you some thought-provoking listening material, whether you're listening in the gym, in the car, on a walk, um, on a weekend with a brew in bed. So my name's Jane and I'm joined by my co-host and 16-year-old daughter, Liv. We started the podcast in February 2023 and we had a very long school run. It was an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back and we used to have the very best chats. And now what we do is put those chats onto the podcast and invite guests along with us to share that wisdom as if they're in the back seat chatting along about life and hopefully inspiring young people and adults alive uh, alike that you don't have to have it all figured out at school in fact very few of us do olivia you're <laughs> laughing your head off why are you laughing so, so much today our guest the woman the myth the legend <laughs> that is grandma ruth <laughs> We talk about her on every single podcast at the end when you always go, and my mum always needs to make sure we ask this question. Well, she's here. You can finally meet her. And just as we were starting, and um, we'd started, and Grandma just decided to ask a question in the middle of mum doing the intro, so we had to start again. (laughs) So Olivia found this very, very amusing, but I'm sure she'll compose herself. So we're joined today by a very special guest. Um, we're joined by my mum, Ruth Maudsley, and Olivia's grandma, Liv's grandma, and the person that the only person we thought that would ever listen to our <laughs> podcast when we started in February, and she very surely does every Monday morning. When do you listen to the podcast, Mum, on a Monday? <laughs> Ooh, first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up mm-hmm. with and grandpa. <laughs> no, I usually have a cup of coffee, take it back to bed. Um, it's my Monday morning treat Oh, and we always get lovely feedback so I'll get a little message on our group our granny daughter and granny group that um, I don't reply on (laughs) (laughs) that Liv very rarely replies on but we'll get some feedback about the episode that we've had and um, it all started because we wanted to inspire young people that they didn't have to have it figured out at school Liv didn't have to make huge decisions when she was 16. When you were 16, Mum, what were the options on the table for you as to what you were going to do in later life? Oh, very little choice, really. Um, I think at 16, well, usually girls of that age, you had an option either to work as a clerical person in an office, nursing, a hairdresser, um, work in a bank, very little, really. You don't feel... Was there a careers advisor? Did you ever have a chat with a careers advisor? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it 
was more a, a career's advice from older sisters, <laughs> a mother, um, who I really quite fancied being a hairdresser. I used to love playing with people's hair and used to go to the hairdressers with mother and uh, watch her have her hair done. Mum said, no, no, you're going to have long hours on your feet, low pay, no. I think you'd be better doing nursing. <laughs> so how was that going to be any different with long hours on your long feet? Long hours, <laughs> low pay. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it was, you know, something she'd really always wanted to do. Um, two of her sisters were nurses. Uh, I had an elder sister who was a nurse. So it was a profession and that's what they thought would be best for you mm. and I was a caring person you are a caring person thank you very Liz. wise I would call grandma the wise owl of the family no no I would because she speaks wisdom only she only speaks wisdom that's I, no it is no it is because I feel like if I ever need advice I would either go to mum or I would go to grandma and they would probably be the two people that I would go to for advice because I know that both of you would give me your honest opinion and the advice that I need, whether whether it was what I wanted to hear or not. So you get the truth. I'd get the truth. <laughs> yeah, you would get the truth. You'd certainly get the truth. So tell us about growing up because you grew up in a really big family, which is unusual today. Um, but lots and lots of brothers and sisters. What was it like growing up and what was your typical school day like? What? Yeah, start from the beginning. Hmm. Um, yes, youngest of eight. So I had four sisters and three brothers. Um, it had its positives and negatives. <laughs> you know, uh, being the youngest, you got your lunch served first. <laughs> Always the youngest was served first. We always sat around a nice big table. Mum... Um, she was a good cook uh, and baker, but not as good as you and Grandpa. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was very it was it was very plain, simple food, but good food. Mm. Um, grew up on a farm, so outdoor life was you know we didn't have lots of toys. We made our own fun outside, and school. Yeah, and, and home was always a, a lovely place to be. Um, you know, always a nice warm fire to come home to in the evening on the winter nights. Um, privileged enough to go to a small primary school, which was with nuns. I don't think I did an awful lot of work. <laughs> Lots of friends. Um, they used to take us on nature walks. Because when I was coming here today and I saw all the trees, I love autumn, with all the colours. And, and the crunchy leaves yes. on the And we used to, you know, go on nature walks, collect leaves and then come back to school and um, do artwork. Oh, that sounds so fun. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, mostly taught by nuns who were, you know, these nuns sometimes today have a bit of a bad name yeah but they were kind and they were they were lovely food was good like, <laughs> you can tell i like my food he's <laughs> talking about the food <laughs> no i feel like we are just a, a food a very food orientated family like i feel like when we all get together for birthdays and everything there's always there's always just good food around 
And I like that. Either whether it's we're cooking or we're eating out, it is oh, something yeah. But it's a lovely social time, so that's probably yeah. why getting together with your family. And I feel like when you, you associate something with with something that you love, like for example, for me, I, I love spending time with family and I know that when I do that, there's also food, so I probably associate them together, which is why I love both food and spending time with my family. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. That's so good. Am I right that you went to um so you went to a convent school, mm. boarding school? Mm, but it yes it was. Um I went because my friend was going. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know we got, yeah, didn't really know much about it to be honest. So you, your friend was going to this school and you wanted to go to. Yeah. And it turned out it was a boarding school. Oh yes, I knew she was going boarding. Mm-hmm. Um oh and we we went to a a department store in the town and we had a big long list of all the stuff we needed new blankets and you know (laughs) you to take your own sheets mother was very good at sewing and she labeled all the laundry we had to take and you know slippers dressing gowns everything (laughs) it was fab till i got there and it wasn't what i really expected why? What was what was it like? Well, in the, initially, as I started, um, I loved it, and we. The only thing we were able to watch television was on a Thursday evening. It was Top of the Pops. That was the <laughs> only program you were allowed. Um, and on after a few weeks, my best friend, who I'd gone with, she suddenly started crying at Top of the Pops, and I couldn't understand why she was so upset she was we were weekly boarders so we used to go on a sunday evening but go home on a friday evening i thought this is thursday night she's going home tomorrow i said why are you crying and she said i'm homesick well i didn't really know what that meant i never heard of it it wasn't long before i realized what it was because i started to be homesick but i'm sure perhaps it was because she was yes i'd seen it and yeah so I would say the first few months I wasn't too happy. Um, the dormitory that we slept in was huge. I think there was 30 beds in there. A uh, big, long, long, long room. And um, <laughs> the um, I, could, I could remember crying at night in my bed. And I was in a, a bed in the centre of the room. Like it was rows down either side and then a, a row in the centre of the room. And then the and we had white curtains all the way around our beds, just with a little locker, a wash bowl on top of the locker, and um, this curtain behind my head suddenly opened, and it must have been the nun because there was always one nun in the in the dormitory with you. Um, she put a cold flannel across my forehead, and it was at that point I thought, oh. People do care here. <laughs> and, and I was all right after that. Um, I settled. How but long were you there for? Not not that long because the boarding school was um, reducing its numbers. Uh, they were going to eventually close. So if you were in travelling distance, um, they wanted you to travel each day. So I did. Is and it- actually it was disappointing because the older you got, you moved into... Better accommodation. Better accommodation. 
less, less normal. Yeah, I did. It's a bit it's like, like being on the bus and you no, get to I the was, back seat I eventually, was, don't you? I was going to say something different. When you're at primary school and you all have to sit on the floor until you get to year six and you get to sit on the benches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I'm sure like we've all got a story or a memory I of that. I feel like it's bad though. What I'm envisioning grandma saying it. I'm envisioning it in black and white. It kind of was. <laughs> it's a long time ago. But I've, I've recently been back to the school on a reunion. Oh, I remember this. You wore your, your fancy trainers. Oh. Your sparkly, trendy I wanted, trainers. I wanted to look good. <laughs> um, and now the school is a huge college. Uh, and the dormitory that I was in that very first year is now a big computer room. <laughs> wow. How things have changed. You watch pop, Top of the Pops on a Thursday evening and now Isn't that so children are now? absolutely attached to their device 24-7. Mm. It's completely different, isn't it? There was it? a telephone, but you had, there was a big long queue to use it if you wanted to ring home. And actually, wow. it wasn't such a great idea because I used to feel a bit sad if I sp- and I was only away for the week. I was home at weekends. Mm. Um, but you felt nice sad if you heard one of your family members on the other side of the phone, so it was better mm. not to ring. It's mm. so different. I feel like it's so different to now, though, because, like, I hear some of my friends say, like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't live without my phone. Like, like it's a bit, ba- like it's become a basic need. And for me, like, if if my phone, if I lost it or, or it was broken. I could genuinely live without it. Like, I wouldn't need it. But now, it's literally become a basic need for people. Like, they they seriously are upset if they leave it at home and they can't focus on anything else. And I I I don't think that's just your generation, though, because I would feel the same. Would you? A little bit. Mm. I can turn it off. You know, I can go to work. I can literally turn it off. And not touch it all day. No, because I'm I'm busy with doing what I'm doing. Maybe it's society. But I think what is wonderful for you is that you can take photographs. Like, yeah. And I I can probably find three photographs. Yeah. Um, you know, of me of a ch- as a child. I have no photographs of me at school. They yeah, photographs. That is probably what I would use my for like the memories to look back on. Mm. That is probably the the most valuable thing I would say that my phone is for for holding those memories. If that mm. makes sense. I'm still in touch with a lot of my old school friends, and I've even asked them, "Have you any photographs? You know, so we can yeah. get together." And they're very few as well. So yeah. Whereas today we do have a photograph of everything. Yeah. We actually watch events through our phone. Mm-hmm. taking videos rather than actually being because if it sparks a memory though like when you see a picture i feel like it, it just takes you back to the moment and you you actually remember the experience and how you were feeling and mm. that's yeah. what i do i look through my camera all, all the time i just <laughs> i love to scroll through it and just like look at three years ago what was going on it's good but i have an irritation when i was in the theater recently the person in front of me oh. was just taking photographs of the performance. Theatre Con- etiquette, people. Why? Oh, it is it is annoying. When you go to either a theatre or a cinema, when they say put your phones away, 
Put your phones away. <laughs> we do feel like that, the don't glaring we? light, and it's the there's like one person on the phone. Or the, I remember I went to watch Inspector Calls to prepare me for my GCSEs, and obviously it was full of children my age who clearly hadn't been to the theatre before. And all they were doing were rustling crisp packets, and I was oh, I was like, <laughs> I could feel a fire was lit inside of me, and I was like, stop scrunching your crisp packet. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> so once you finished school, and and obviously the, the route to go to be a nurse, what was the route to being a nurse? Now you would go to university. What was it like? For you, you went to live in a nurse's home, didn't you? At yes, Preston. now then, I, I didn't have any homesickness. Because, and some girls did, because I was familiar with being, being away, away from yeah. home. So that was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. And it, <laughs> having your own room <laughs> and not sleeping in a dormitory was... And obviously wonderful. at home you would have shared a room. You'd have shared a dormitory at, at, at school and then mm. obviously to have your own space would have been quite mm. liberating. Mm, it was. It was Isn't super. it so funny, like, what, like, like, for example, you would have been back then grateful for, like, your own room and how people now just, again, consider that, like... The norm. The norm. It's just normal to have... Your own you know, room. your own I room. do remember my very first day arriving with to arrive the evening before with our little suitcase, and I was very nervous. Obviously, you you are, aren't you, in a new environment and starting a new job. And there was a girl there who uh, was a girl who I'd been at school with. It was really comforting to see yeah. her. Hi everyone. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. We're just cutting in to say, if you're enjoying our podcast, please click the follow button on whichever platform you're listening on. And please leave us a review. We'd be so grateful for your support and feedback. Podcasts are free to listen to, but if you are loving our school-run chats and debates, please consider buying us a virtual coffee. The link will be in the description of every podcast episode, and it will also be in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the school run underscore official. And why not give it a follow while you're there, so you can see all the updates and get sneak peeks at upcoming episodes. Thank you so much, and happy listening. I would like to... I would like you to tell the story. I don't even know if we're up to this part. But when Grandpa came to get you and it was about his shoes. <laughs> you please tell that story. Okay, please. so I don't know. I think you met Dad, my dad, your Grandpa, at your sister's wedding. Am I right? Yes. Correct. And he was the best man of, you, of your I, sister's husband. Yes. And, I and was, you were the chief bridesmaid. Yes. It was love at first sight. Oh! <laughs> and so after you met at that wedding, then he came to pick you up at the nurse's home to take you out on a date. Mm. And how did he turn up? Well, it, it was always... It was always, <laughs> It was just that first, you know, little look. He had... A suit, it always went out in a suit, always very smart. Um but he, I looked at his shoes and they were they were shiny, they were patent and they were cream. <laughs> so a suit on and cream leather patent shoes and he'd come to pick you up in front of all of your friends at the nurse's home. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> and actually, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything, but I never saw them again, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
and you met in so what year did you meet 1976 mm-hmm. and you got married in 1977 mm. november a winter wedding yes Aww. and you've not many pitch, nice pictures of that have you <laughs> <laughs> i've got a wedding album but because it was such a dark dull day i thought it'd be like today you know nice mm. crisp crisp november winter yes yeah, summer summer sun uh winter sun yeah no it was <laughs> they had the light on outside church <laughs> some of the photographs um it was quite dark and dull do you know what i i aspire to be like grandma and grandpa i said i've said this before like grandma and grandpa are my favorite married couple like <laughs> No, I I said this at a hall. The hall. Uh, we went to a party or something, and I was sat next to Grandma, and I said to her, I said, "Do you still look at Grandpa every day and think, oh, 'Oh, I'm so glad I married him'?" And she said, "Yeah, all the time." And I'm like, "I I literally want to be you too. Like, you're just like my, my favorite. Like, they're so cute." I'm <laughs> like, when we were walking out the restaurant the other day, when we went out for Auntie Hannah's birthday, and you were both just walking together down the street and oh you're just so cute <laughs> you are so, you are so no funny. i'm not no but it's just like well he's just a very kind person isn't he yeah he's just is that true and he's good at saying yes <laughs> <laughs> he does say yes to everything he does he is kind so you got <coughs> married and then i came along 12 months later <clears throat> and then claire my middle sister a couple mm. of years after that and then a massive gap till we had Auntie Hannah. Yeah, 13 years. Wow. <laughs> Baby Hannah. Yeah. The house was getting a bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and along came Hannah. Can I do, can you, now you're just going to have to um, tell a story about what you used to do to um, Auntie Claire's advent calendars. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, please. It's so funny. No, well, we used to get an advent calendar. I think we've had this conversation. I'm not bothered. I really want you to tell it again. And um, it was even the night before the 1st of December. I would eat all of mine and then unpick the back of Auntie Claire's and eat hers as well. Yes, then when she opened it, the next day she still thought there was chocolate in, but they'd been taken out the back. I know, I know. It was cruel, very cruel. (laughs) That's not nice. Um, but you did. So you did nursing. How long did you do nursing for? And then the gap was working. You, you were at home really looking after us, weren't you? Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't work for very long. It sounds. I was just. Yeah, it was a different time then. Like the the road we lived in. There there was no other um, mum in that street road, whatever you want to call it. That went to work. Was it like the time of housewives? It was. was. Did you do that in history, Liv? (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, or as you used to say, in the olden days. In the olden olden days. days. Um, But my sister lived in the same road, and uh, you know we were good friends, and our children, um, you and the cousins, were always together, Mm. and she did work full time. So there well, that was unusual then, wasn't it, for unusual, someone to work? Very like. unusual. There wasn't any nurseries. The only nurseries available were county council nurseries. And I think I'm right in saying children who were maybe from very deprived family or at risk 
they'd find a place for those children mm. um, to look after them, to give, um, you know, maybe a one-parent family. Wow, and now it's, like, normal for children to go to nursery. Mm. It's like nursery, primary school, high school. Yep. So I did look after... I stayed at home, looked after um, you and your sister, Claire. And did then, you enjoy it? I, I didn't think anything of it. I did like, I did like housekeeping. I did like... Um, all the chores that you know went along with that role. But did you ever get like bored thinking that you wanted to like I don't know work or? It just wasn't a thing it though. It wasn't. wasn't it wasn't what was really. That wasn't what was going on for you and your. I did. I did work in. To tell the truth, I did work. Oh God, I had a bit of that. I would say that's the one time that uh, Grandpa and I had a disagreement really. Because I wanted to go and work a night shift um, in a nursing home. Because one of my sisters had a family, I think brother as well, they had a nursing home and I wanted to go and work her. So I thought Friday night I could do because then Grandpa could look after the children on Saturday morning. There was no other option for you to be looked after by anybody else. No. Because did, he, what he did was he say? A, I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't see my dad. Like that sounds it was strange. Just a, it the was... only time we knew that he'd been home was his dirty washing at the top of the stairs. That he'd actually been home, got changed and gone out again. We didn't. He worked from early Monday morning till late Friday night. You see, just didn't just, see him. That's just so hard for me to imagine because now it's like the opposite way around. You go to you go to grandma and grandpa's and grandpa's always sat there watching the TV and grandma's usually out at, at work. work. Yeah. Yeah, a role reversal. The first yeah. time, the first twenty-five years, I would say I was homemaker, and he looked after us. He was the breadwinner. That's mm. what they call it, don't they? And then Switch. circumstances changed. Uh, Grandpa wasn't very well, and another of un- other circumstances. So I retrained and went out to work. Now don't just don't don't just say retrained because you went through a, a lot of. You, how old were you when you decided to go back and redo GCSEs, A-levels, foundation, and then a degree course? You were in... Late 40s. Late 40s, early 50s. Wow. When did you get your degree? Hmm. I think I probably was 50, was I? Yeah. I remember when you got your degree, you went out with Auntie Hannah, I think. So that was no mean feat, because you were, you, you were working, mm. and then you immediately went we're doing all this study alongside mm-hmm. eventually got your degree claire and i and i think hannah as well came to your graduation, graduation ceremony oh, yeah. when you were early 50s and um and then you've been working ever since as an occupational therapist yeah <laughs> i love it oh look at a big smile oh, no. <laughs> that's the biggest smile she's had the whole time we've been and talking. i never really knew what an occupational therapist was or did. So explain what an occupational therapist does for young people who perhaps want to go into physio or mm. they call it a certain... Yeah, we're, we we tend to work alongside physiotherapists and nurses. Um, you'll very often be seen by an occupational therapist and a physiotherapist if you'd say had an operation in hospital. Um, and they have to assess that you are safe to go home. But actually, occupational therapists work from, with babies, 
right through all the different disciplines to old age. Um, they work in prisons, they work in um, the community, they work in mental health. Um, anything you can think of, you'll very often find this occupational therapist. Some people might think, oh, they're the people that issue the toilet seats and the walking frames. Uh, but they do an awful lot more. Um, I think your job's very... In- I always like when you come back and you've got a little story to tell, usually that you've been beaten at backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they think that's an activity. So basically, occupational therapists look at activities of daily living, and that can be in the area of leisure, self-care, or productivity. So prog- productivity, you probably say, is your work, but sometimes it can overlap. So... You might see gardening as a job, mm. and another person might That's see it as leisure. Yeah, so it, it's. But basically, you'll find that when you're occupied doing something you love, mm. and it has to be purposeful and meaningful, you usually you can be in flow. You can yeah. you can be totally engrossed in what you're doing. It's like when they say, "Is it people?" who have dementia and then when they start singing they suddenly remember yeah. like all the words to the song that they remember because they love yeah. to sing. Yeah, Beautiful. so yeah, we, we I work within a mental health um, setting um, and it's for people who are older adults um, but not, not, and it's not dementia in particular, but long and enduring mental health um, and yeah, they're. Um, I, I do all sorts. I do group activities with them. Um, I play. I do one-to-one activities where I would, you know, play dominoes or backgammon. And do you know when you're playing those games, are you like playing them to play them, or do you play them to like assess them? If that makes sense. Yeah, both really. So you can do an activity analysis where you want to see what the skills are like. Excuse me, sort of, you know, have they any memory problems or yeah, yeah. So that's interesting though. Yeah, and you can actually you can actually break that down to find out where um, where part of that activity they're struggling with. And then you would also look at the the physical things that they would need. So Mm. I don't know. their safeguarding needs or their their room or different beds yeah. or different wheelchairs or different equipment. frames, equipment. Or, yeah. So it's basically looking at a person and holistically making their life as as good as, as it can be made. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Because mm. I always remember grandma, our grandma, and she moved from her um, bungalow when she was downsizing to the, to the apartment. And she was in her 80s, wasn't she? And you immediately, I mean, you were a fully-fledged occupational therapist then and, and also caring for her. And you said one of the things that she's going to miss is her garden because her garden meant everything to her where she was in the bungalow. Mm. But in the apartment, there wasn't going to be a garden for her to tend to. Mm. So her mum said maybe it'd be an idea for her to have some window boxes or different plants or something that she could nurture. And mm. it was the nature thing, wasn't it? Mm. But also the activity of doing, of doing, doing. gardening. Mm. And actually, we forget that with people when there's a, an element of change in their life, that actually keeping some things, keeping some things consistent or looking holistically mm. at what that person needs. And also... You know, you've not to a 
presume, assume, I always get mixed up with those Assume, things. I assume. guess. You have to assume that that person, because they've always enjoyed the garden, that they're wanting to continue it in older older age. Mm. Because actually when I discuss what about having a ground floor apartment and then you could have a little patio, should Oh, no, 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 no. I've done all the gardening I ever want to do. So <laughs> yeah. she was, she, she, it was becoming more of a chore for her. Mm, so than she a pleasure. Than a pleasure. So, you know, you really have to investigate um, fully what that person really wants or needs. And, and it's strange, isn't it? Because a lot of your friends or peers now <coughs> are retiring, retired, talking about retirement, but that doesn't even come, come into, into your, your psyche, does it? No, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no because um, I think while you, I don't see, when I go to work, I don't see it quite as a job somehow, maybe. Um, it's so varied every day that what I do... Um, I'm respected, I'm valued, um, and I get paid for it as well. (laughs) And you enjoy it. I do. And, it, you know, when I'm at work, I'm Ruth, I'm not grandma, grandma, wife, just Ruth. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting. See, I think, I feel like the reason that I love your job so much is because I feel like it hits my values as well. Do you know, like, I love to help people, which is why I think your job interests me so much because it's all about like helping people and trying to make their life better. And I know some people maybe are motivated by different things, but I think... Honestly, there's so, so many areas you can work. You could just specialise in hand splinting, for instance, in the yeah. hospital or the burns unit or, you know, it could be a physical placement that you're interested in where people have had an operation. That's quite fast paced. You know, you, you visit the, the client or the patient and, you know, you're just providing some equipment to get them safely home. You might not see them again. You know, it's a short uh, Whereas, you know, where I work, you really get to know the people over many years. Yeah, I think that's what I like. It's like it's like with Ant's job, like, when Ant will go to, I don't know, like a major crash or a fire and everything, and he, and he puts it out or he gets the people out and puts them in the ambulance and then they just don't know what happens to them. They don't know if they've survived, if they've not, and I would struggle with that because, like, I'd want to... I'd want to know if so you'd were want okay. something that's more a, a long term. Yeah. Uh, seeing it from the beginning to the end, almost. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's interesting for people who are thinking about going into the medical profession or, or really thinking about what they're what what they align with and what they yeah. would want to do. Because if you find yourself in a job that doesn't align with you, you can feel in conflict. Yeah. Almost. Because the ants that he's very good at. At, at being at work and, and being aunt at work and then coming home and he completely switches off so whatever he's had to deal with or whatever incident he's been to at work he can come home and it and very rarely does it does it impact him when he's at home and I wouldn't be able to deal with that I'd bring it home with me and then it would interrupt my life at home because that's just the type of person that I am which is why he's so good at his job. But interestingly enough, the people that we've interviewed on the podcast over the, all of these weeks, I mean, what have we done now? 40 episodes or something? Every oh, week. 40. It's crazy. 40 episodes. 
all of those conversations we've had the privilege of having. Oh, that's a lot of talking. There's a lot of people. In fact, I would say almost everybody was now in their happy place eventually in a role and a job role yeah, that they were really enjoying. that's actually very No true. one hasn't been at that point, have they? But no. they, they haven't been there from age 16 all the way all up the to way up. Yeah. 60, 70. They, they've, it's been a journey. Mm to finding what, what made them happy. Unlike Ant, though, let's be honest, Ant has been in the fire service. But he started off as a tree surgeon. That is true. So every time we go walking in a forest, I'll get, live. and do you know what the Latin name for that tree is? I'm like, no, Ant, but I have a feeling that you're about to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and I actually remember I was walking in Centre Parks with my dad and my brother, and I thought, if Ant was here now, he'd be telling me the name of this tree. <laughs> <laughs> What would you go back and tell your younger self if you had your time over again? Or a young person today, what would you... Like me. Piece of, you give us wisdom all the time, but... Oh, I don't know about that. You do. <laughs> you do. The first person we all ring is you. Yeah. Come on, all yeah, everything. I just think when you get old, you, you've probably got a lot of experiences under your belt, haven't you? <laughs> um, no, but I feel like maybe it's the way you deliver the wisdom. It just, it just hits different. It really makes you like question your life choices when you hear it from Grandma. It's like, do you know what? Grandma's most 100% right, so let's listen to Grandma. <laughs> Don't keep <laughs> it. It's sure true. That's not true. It is true. Um, I, I wish I'd been more confident, really. And I think if I'd have... I, I, quite, I quite fancy drama. When I was a sort of a young... 12, 13 year old, we, we used to put um, like a performance on the stage, just the borders uh, in the evening and I can remember dressing up as a gangster with a trilby hat <laughs> and uh, we'd, we'd written this play ourselves and we performed it and all we needed to do was put a, one of our old school gabardine max on and a, a trilby of my dad's. You know what a trilby is, don't you Liv? No. Oh darling, it's a hat. Gentleman oh. wore in the 1940s. Think, I guess. Um, think Bugsy Malone hat, black yes. hat. Oh, right. Yeah. Sort of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know, I, I can remember really enjoying that. We didn't have a big drama um, like class or class. No. But it enabled me, I think, to not be me. When I was on the stage, I was someone else and I could perform. Mm. Um, I wished I'd gone to Little Voices as a younger Aww. person. I do. Unfortunately, Little Voices wasn't around. It wasn't. <laughs> it, I would have loved it. I know I would. Um, because they do say that uh, confidence is a skill. Yes. You mm. you can acquire. Can build it. People. You, you're not confident or not confident. You can see that you've got a lack of confidence and then work on building yeah. that skill. I think and people actually, often think it's a built-in thing and they think do you know what I am a confident or they'll go you're just a lot more confident than me I'm just not a confident person when actually not really like you, you can build your confidence it's a bit like people saying oh I'm not good at maths isn't yeah, it yeah but you, you can get better at maths yeah, I just there are ways to do that and actually you find if a child is in an environment like you say where they're, where they're happy and they, they well they feel safe first of all like creatively in a safe space and then they make friends and they start to feel happy and it becomes their safe, creative, happy place. They will then flourish and sort of 
they can be a character without being themselves and that will naturally help them to explore themselves mm. so then it, they come out of themselves mm. it's it's a fantastic journey that you see someone go on mm. i would have loved to have done that i would who knows i might go on to do that i might yeah. become an extra <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't thinking no. today. No, no. Not like the one we went to watch with John Bishop and oh, that was wasn't that so funny. No, you are funny. No, can I just I just need to recommend it to everyone out there. What was it called? Mother Goose. Yeah. And it had John Bishop in and Sir what's he called? Ian Sir McKe- Ian McKellen. Oh, the funniest thing like I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we just couldn't stop laughing the whole time. It, it was, was amazing. A, it was a pantomime that was on tour, wasn't it? And you it? didn't want to come and you really missed out. Like oh. big time missed out. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you've got to have shared experiences with your uh, matriarch. Grandma, who um, throughout your life, this might be a tricky question for you because you always t- already told me it was, has been a teacher or mentor? Mm. I knew you were going to ask me this. Well, you should do because you're an avid listener. I and you know. Know. <laughs> we ask everybody. I knew, I knew, I knew. Um, well, there was, we had two um, teachers um, at, when I was training to be a nurse. Um, one was Sister Midgley, she was called, and the other one was Sister uh, Worsley, Sister Worsley, and they were the tutors. Um, we used to have so many weeks in a classroom uh, and environment, and there was actually a hospital bed in there and a, a doll that you used to practice on, um, and then you'd spend so many weeks on the wards training. It was good. It, you didn't go to university, but you learnt the skills on the ward. Yeah. And at first hand. Yes, and the you know when you were t- I can remember doing you had assessments to do, um, where the sister would come down, the teaching sister would come down, and you'd all gown up, and you perhaps the the task was to take somebody's stitches out after their operation, and in those days, not like today, they were individual little stitches that you to. <laughs> get your scissors underneath the knot and pull it out oh. and it all to be all very aseptic you know mm. um those those nursing tutors were very supportive um yeah. and i guess there was a lot of um bedside manner i mean i don't think that just anybody could be a nurse i mean no i agree that with that ability to care for people and, and look after them. And it's not really like that today is it it's much no. more i don't i don't know because i'm not a nurse but i just it from feels what I see, more ticker box than than bedside manner I think, I think the nurses today are probably highly skilled in using all the technology mm. and the you know i think the the knowledge of actually you know, the medication, maybe, I'm guessing. So probably the knowledge is unbelievable. Yeah. And they know a lot. But I feel like as a profession in where you, your main priority is the people and you are caring for the people and giving them the best experience while they're probably in potentially a very scary situation Mm. for them, Mm. to be able to care for them and and empathise with them and, and... talk to them I think is is really important 
Mm. I think I sometimes, though, the basic skills need to be there. Yeah. If you go back and read about Florence Nightingale, I know it's hundreds of years ago, <laughs> but her basic thing was, you know, cleanliness mm. and hide and um, what am I thinking of? You know, you your food and drink intake. Mm. Those are really, really important. Um, you know, she scrubbed the wards, didn't she? And she got rid of all the germs. And, yeah. And then she she kept them warm and she fed them and she gave them, you know, hydrated them. You, basic you still need that today. Yeah. yeah, they're very, very basics. It's been a little interesting episode, oh, hasn't it? I wonder, it? I wonder how the listeners have received this week's episode. They're probably like, we finally met Ruth. <laughs> the, one, the one you're always talking about. <laughs> we always mention her a lot. And we always say that every day is a school day. We've all had a school run or done school runs. My school runs with you, I remember... Um, turning down into Pleasanton Lane, which is the lane we went down to get to our senior school, um, and and diff- certain diff- different songs on my school run with, with my mum. Oh, I can't... I, I, it'll come, whenever I hear it, it just... You know, songs trigger memories, yeah. don't they? Um, and you either took me to the bus or you drove us all the way to school and were always there to pick us up. Sometimes I'd be grumpy and not want to tell you about my day. <laughs> we went to the sweet shop. We'd get treats on a Friday, treat Friday. Um, but what was your, what school run memory can you share with us today? I remember you talking about the hive is the 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 um clocks going back and one year them not deciding yes because the clocks are go- I, I was thinking about that this morning it's funny <laughs> you should say that because the clocks are going to change this weekend aren't they mm. and um, I don't know what year it would be I'd have to research it but maybe when I was about seven eight nine something like that they decided that they wouldn't there was some alteration with the clocks and decided to keep not change, um, which meant it would be very dark in the morning going to school, but it'd be light in the evening coming home. And so the government were giving it a trial period, I think. Well, it was so exciting because I was <laughs> going to walk to school. Well, I used to catch a minibus around the corner from my house to go to the uh, junior school, primary school, whatever you call it. And we <coughs> They started to issue all these hives, um, <laughs> like armbands, and uh, you know, you, you had your satchel, and they, they you could ha- put hives stickers on, and going along the road in the dark, and thinking, oh, I hope she's going to be safe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what what difference would it be, mate? Really? No. Anyway, not they, really they, much difference. I think they only did it for that one year. So whether there was more accidents, whether there was, it didn't. It, it, it wasn't good, I don't know. We'll have to do a bit of research on that. I want to know, was it just one year that they didn't let the clocks go back? But I know, is that, is that just like an England thing? Or is it like a, a, a worldwide thing where everyone changes the clock? Mm. Or do you even know the answer to that question? I actually don't know the answer to the question, but I know someone who would, and that's Ant. 
So I'm going to deflect the question to Google <laughs> to and Ant. <laughs> he will be able to answer it. It's been wonderful being joined by my mum and Olivia's grandma on this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Um, we'd really appreciate you sharing, liking, commenting, leaving us reviews. I know we put a little interlude in the middle of the episode and at the end say, please leave us a review, but it really means a lot to us and it helps our statistics so much. So please, um, please leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to thanks everybody thank you <laughs> thank you so much for listening to another episode of the school run podcast we absolutely love doing the podcast podcasts are free to listen to but if you'd like to buy us a virtual coffee we'd be really really grateful you just need to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the school run that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash the school run you can also follow us on Instagram at the school run underscore official or TikTok with the same name at the school run underscore official. And we always really appreciate your reviews and feedback on the platform that you're listening to. You can review our podcast and give us a star rating. We'd love to have your comments and receive your feedback. Thank you so much for being a massive support of our journey.